Hey there, Kelly Sparta. Just wanted to make sure that you know the retreat is down to four spots left. So if you're interested in the retreat in Panama in November, Adventures in Energetics, we are at our last four spots available. Check it out at kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. And as always, don't forget, Spirit Guides has more than one episode a week. You're only getting one episode on this podcast. Uh, but if you come over to the Spirit Guides podcast, we have five episodes a week and we would love to see you there. Have a great one. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. Today, we're going to get... Jiggy I, with it. Yeah, we're going to get jiggy. I was going to say we're going to get <laughs> vocal. We're going <laughs> to... But I, I, think, I think jiggy with it works there. Um, we're going to be talking about chanting today. And trancing. And trancing. So... When I think of chanting specifically, and we'll get to trancing later, I, that's that to me is just like dance music, right? But chanting, we're not talking about just, hell no, we won't go, hell no. <laughs> that's not the type of chanting that I think has anything to do with spiritual journeys and spirit no. sherpa. What the heck are we talking about? We're talking about usually very simple musical songs, if you will. Okay that are designed to bring about specific energies. Okay. Chanting is used for a variety of different things. In solo practice, it is used to bring certain energies into form. So for instance, there's a chant that's just simply, I open, I receive. That's the entirety of the chant. And I would sing it for you, but my voice is trashed. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't do that. Uh, but there is a, a chant that's just simply, I open, I receive. And I spent three hours one day on a drive to Western Mass, uh, upstate New York, just singing that. And mm. I arrived radiant. I walked in and everyone stopped and stared at me. <laughs> and I chanted it because I was coming into a Tantra retreat mm -hmm. and I was half a day late. And I was like, oh, I better get my energy into the right place so that I can mesh. Right. And I sort of overshot. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, that chant alone, if you do it for a long period, will put you in a very different place okay. energetically. And then there are chants that are gratitude based. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've written a chant. It's brother tree. Thank you for the shade. Sister breeze. Thank you for the blowing father sky. Thank you for the sun. Mother earth. Thank you for the knowing. And it's, it's a very simple gratitude chant. Mm -hmm. And if you really are conscious of what you're singing as you're singing it, it will bring you into gratitude. So the chants are designed to bring you into a very specific energetic in a group environment, chanting serves a different purpose. Okay. It can do the things that it does in a solo space, 
but it is more often used as a way to bring different people's energies together. Mm -hmm. Unless you have people who are highly trained, getting a group of people, especially in today's day and age where it's ADD hell, to focus in the same direction for any length of time is next to impossible, Mm -hmm. right? Unless they're highly trained, highly disciplined in their practice. So we use chanting. And so chanting, especially if it's a chant you don't know, (laughs) you're trying to learn, focuses you on the intent of the words and focuses you on the intent of the music. And it brings your energy into alignment with the other people in the, the circle. Okay. And it allows you to connect your energy to them with a common intent. So is it about the words or is are the words the vehicle to reach the focus? It, it, it's not a magic spell, it sounds like. It's, it's more... It can be. Okay. It doesn't have to be. Okay. Right? Um, so kirtan is very popular right now. Mm-hmm. And kirtan is basically chanting in Sanskrit. Okay. Right? So it's the same thing. It's just that um, you don't know what the words mean a lot of the time, which I don't particularly prefer because if I don't know what it means, I don't want to be chanting it with intention with a bunch of other people. Right. You know, it's just, it's a safety thing for me. But, you know, if I get a, if I get a translation and I understand what it means and I know that about it, then, okay, that's fine. I, I don't really have anything against Kirtan in general. It's just, I prefer to know what the words mean that I'm saying. Remember we talked about high magic and low magic in an earlier episode, right? So chanting in Sanskrit connects you into the high magic elements of that because you're chanting the same words that other people have chanted for generations. Right. Okay. And the people who started the chanting presumably knew what the words meant and therefore that energy has been carried forward all these years and you're tapping into that line of energy. Right. Yep. So it's not more or less powerful. It's just differently powerful. Mm-hmm. The power comes from a different place. It's mm-hmm. that you're, you're connecting into each other, but you're also connecting into the historical line of the chant. And when you're doing chants that are in English or in a modern language, yep. presumably those chants have not been done for as long as the ones in ancient languages mm-hmm. because of the length of time the language has been around but there are chants in the pagan community that have been done for decades by large numbers of people over time that you can tap into that same sort of energetic right you know isis astarte that chant has been around forever Mm -hmm. um earth my body that chant has been around forever there's a native american chants that are out there that much longer held but, you know, they're translated into English. And so therefore, you know, you're, you're kind of jumping the language yeah. difference. But, you know, if you're holding the intention, then you're probably okay mm-hmm. for tapping into that ancestral line. But the chants themselves have meaning. You know, one of my favorite chant CDs is Shauna Carroll's Goddess Chant. Okay. And I adore it because it's got some really great chants turned into songs. And so, you know, it's it's mostly a chant, but it's a little bit of a song. And so it's it sort of bridges that gap between just a simple chant and and what we consider to be music, right? Okay. 
and and it's got layers of different harmonies and i love to harmonize so it makes me happy but <laughs> there's that and that one is very specifically uh goddess based right right divine feminine do you need to be musical to chant not really i mean y- you need to be able to hold a tune yeah but if you're going to do it in a group setting yeah kind of sort of you got to be able to hold the tune you know as mm-hmm. long as you have people on either side of you who can hold the tune then you know they don't really care yeah <laughs> as long as you're not throwing off the people on either side of you you're okay um even if you can't hold the tune my my grandfather my, my grandfather was notorious for having for being tone deaf <laughs> my, my mother used to describe it all the time he'd say i like this new song it goes baby i love you i yes i do can you love me back and <laughs> <laughs> and he he'd get t- he'd get the rhythm wrong and everybody but he loved his music. <laughs> so you know you you could do it. It, it could happen. All right. But, so what about trancing? What is trancing? So trancing is uh it is the act of stepping out of your level of of normal consciousness and into a meditative state that is. Yeah, it really is. It's like it's a it's trances meditation and movement. Okay. And people don't often talk about it as meditation because meditation is like got all these barriers to get to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta stop thinking. I gotta thinking I've gotta stop thinking that I have to stop thinking, right? right. It's just it's that whole thing. And trance is for some people more easily accessible. Okay. Because it's a way to get out of your head and into your body. Okay. Okay. So meditation, it depends on the type of meditation that you're doing. For me, I tend to do a, a, a presence practice, which is about being fully present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that is my meditation, but it's not technically meditation because yeah. it's, it's, bringing yourself into presence with everything in your environment right? and presence and trance are much closer related than the traditional meditation and trance. Interesting. Because the traditional meditation is more mental and spiritual and the traditional stillness and trance practice are more of an embodied experience. So meditation is masculine trance and stillness are more feminine. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. And so, uh, but trance is about literally like letting go of your mind and allowing yourself to, to go with the flow of the music. Okay. So it is. Or the drums or, you know, whatever. It is dance music. It's just not. It is. Like, yeah. I mean, just not a rave uh, type dance music. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be yeah. people trance to rave music. Yeah. I mean, it, it absolutely could be if you if you turn it into a spiritual experience for yourself, you, you're trancing. Oh. So, you know, you're trancing regardless, but you, you can do a spiritual trance. Right. right. You put your mind on on the shelf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're just having your experience in your body. We see this most often in pagan circles in uh, the drum circle mm-hmm. where the, the dancers will come out and dance to the drums and you have to watch people when they trance around a drum circle mm-hmm. uh, because usually there's a fire in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and 
when you're tranced, you may not be aware of the fire because you're so aware of your body. Yeah. So uh, that's where trance is different than presence. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, presence will still, you know, the presence practice, you'll be intensely aware of the fire. Right. But trance, you're really in your body. You're yeah. inside your body. You're not really in your environment. You, you fully where... exist in the moment, but not necessarily in your surroundings. Exactly. And so I've seen tranced people fall into fires and it's just not pretty. No, that is not, that is not at all. Is the difference there between chanting and trancing the difference between the auditory aspect versus the physical movement aspect of chanting versus trancing? Typically, if you're singing, it engages too much of your brain to fully trance. Right. So it's not... I mean, I tranced when I did I open, I receive yep. for three hours. <laughs> you know, after a while, you can put your brain on hold because you right. know what the words are and your voice knows what the notes are. But and you were driving, Kelly. It's not a good time to be trying. I was. <laughs> and I can bilocate like that. I'm good. <laughs> I can bilocate. I can have one part of my consciousness be fully aware of the environment around me and the other part of me be tranced out and blissed out. So. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's a skill I've, I've built over time. I don't recommend it. Don't do yeah, this. Don't, do don't try this at do home. Do not try that at home. driver on a closed course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you can get to the point where it's rote like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't normally come until you've been doing it for at least 40 minutes. Okay. Wow. You know. So it's really I mean, getting yourself there. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a lot to default it. Mm-hmm. Um, I held a space at a ritual once where I would have been able to trance into it, but they had built the, it was a four line uh, chant Mm -hmm. and it was written in the same meter as I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, you know, uh, black is day and dark of night pull this something from my site. And there, I don't remember what the last two lines were because my brain kept fighting to keep, I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish I wish tonight out. So it just did not work. But I, I, if, if it had not been fighting for space that was already occupied by something else in my brain, um, we held that space for two hours. Wow. And so, you know, that one would have been, I would have tranced to that. Yeah. Had I not been constantly fighting to keep it, to be the right lyrics. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is the chanting. It's much harder to trance while chanting. Right. It's not the goal of chanting. Right. Most of the time. Okay. So they're, so they're different there. Yeah. All right. But they're, they're music in ritual. And so, you know, when you have music in ritual, these are the two things that you generally come up against and that you generally, you know, run into, not okay. come up against, but that you run into. And um, I, I felt like it was relevant to to mention them both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when we talk about chanting, and um, I've attended some of the sound healings that you do, is that is that related at all? Because that's sound, but it's not music necessarily. It is sound, but it's not the same. Okay. Um, sound healing is, it's using the vibrational energy of the sound to move energy in the body okay for healing purposes mm-hmm. and uh it's a very different animal right okay yeah well, there we go awesome all right do you have anything you want to sort of wrap up with because we're at we're at a good point here 
um, with regards to tying out chanting and trancing for the folks at home? I, what I would say is that if you're interested in chanting, what I would recommend is that you do some research online. Uh, Abigail Spinner uh, is a very well-known, very well-known uh, writer of modern-day chant. Okay. And she she has some of the most beautiful chants I've ever heard. Um, and she's got a bunch of CDs out. And so, um, and she's a wonderful human, so you should support her. Um, <laughs> and um, again, Shauna Carroll's uh, Goddess Chant, I love. And, uh, you know, you can, if you do some searches, it's a little harder to find these days. There's been some stuff that's come up in the, the SEO for this. Um, it used to be you could just do pagan chant as a search and it would show up with a whole bunch of archives from different organizations around the world. And uh, that's not nearly as easy to do. But if you do dig, you can find it. Um, I know that Earth Spirit community in Massachusetts has uh, or last had when I looked a, an archive of chants uh, okay. and you can find those there. So uh, if you look, there are places to find them. And the one, you know, fair warning is chants have been handed down as an oral tradition. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if you learn it from a CD or a recording online and then you go to an event and they're doing it differently, be prepared. Yeah. Because that's often the case. In fact, there was there was one song. I can't remember which one it was. One of the chants that um, I wanted to do an event recently and I went looking for a recording to put up for people to learn it in advance. And I could not find a single recording of it. That was the way I had been taught it and had practiced it for the last 30 years. <laughs> and there, you know, there's a huge, huge community of people that I know who do it in that fashion. And there was not a single recording. I had to actually make a recording for the people that I wanted because I was not going to relearn it in a new way for the event that I was running. So um, you know, just know that that you will see the same chant in different iterations. Right. If you will. No. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That is all that we have for this week. We look forward to seeing you next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Chant, chant wide, chant loud, chant long. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A. That's kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since... 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.